Welcome to Get the Job Australia, the podcast created to accompany you whilst you find the job, the one you've always wanted. We're here to provide weekly inspiration and tips to help you along your job seeker journey. Think of us as your personal coach, helping you navigate your way to that employment offer. We also offer tailored services in resume writing, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles, and interview coaching. Visit getthejobaustralia.com.au to find out more. Now here's the podcast. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Get the Job Australia podcast. Today we're going to talk about being the most placeable candidate, the MPC. Yeah, do you know what an MPC is, Michael? It's being the person that's a candidate that is the most placeable. Yeah, actually, it is. Good job. (laughs) I just literally read the the definition. Good job. (laughs) So, yeah, most placeable candidate, it's usually used in recruitment agencies. It's the person that the recruitment agency or recruiter is going to represent to market because they're the Mm. most confident in that person's skills Mm -hmm. and ability for them to get the job. So they're going to put all their time and effort into marketing that person to as many people as possible. Mm, It's basically in the name. So That's right. So (laughs) this episode is about teaching you as a job seeker what Mm -hmm. it takes to be considered the most placeable candidate. And also you can use a lot of these things when you're applying directly to a job mm-hmm. rather than going through a, a recruitment agency you can yep. use a lot of those these skills regardless all right so uh, the first thing is to be clear on your unique selling points yeah so you have to think about why should someone hire you so mm-hmm. what makes you stand out so think about the following have you how have you increased the revenue of mm-hmm. a company how have you saved an employer money how have you excelled in your job? Did you receive recognition mm. for something that you did in the form of a, an award mm-hmm. or even just a, a testimonial as well? It could even be as simple as what sort of policies or procedures you, you've you helped to reinvent or implement. Yes. So Yeah. So. Yep. Anything that's, that's taking you outside of your basic generic job description mm. where you've done something extra or something mm. impressive that makes you unique from all the other accountants out there or all the yeah. other receptionists receptionists out there, whatever the <laughs> case really may be. really basic examples. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, once you're clear on what makes you special, mm-hmm. make sure that every piece of the application material that you're sending is something that really shows off those skills and every social interaction you have with the recruiter, if you're working with an agency, translates those things really clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so use every opportunity to sell those things about what makes you different. What are your yep. unique selling points? And the, uh, the second thing that you would want to focus on is uh, focusing on the most in-demand skills. Yeah, the most in-demand skills. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, kind of as a follow-up from the previous one, mm-hmm. you want to convey what's really relevant in today's market. Mm-hmm. So to probably half the people out there, at least half the people out there still have Microsoft Word on their resume. Yeah. And that's not a skill anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just expected not, to know it. It's definitely, I mean, it's in demand, but everybody has it. So yeah, what's, exactly. what's unique and yeah. in demand. That's right. Commanding one and two. That's right. So you really need to focus on what's really in demand in your special industry. Yeah. And, you know, a good way to do that actually is to not only look at the jad job advertisements, but also jad. Yeah, jad, the jad advertisements. <laughs> it's shortening things. It's something different, you know. Um, so you don't get a job, you get a jad. Yeah. Um, so 
So you can look up Google search the words enterprise skills. Enterprise okay. skills are a set of skills that are going to shape the future um, mm. place of work. So okay. they're going to be skills that the generation, I guess, Z and younger mm. are okay. going to really need to hone in on for the yep. future workplace, which is going to be a really flexible fluid sort of environment and they're mm. things like think of emotional intelligence mm -hmm. presentation skills mm. is on there yeah. uh collaboration so yeah. these enterprise skills just do a google search they're really good to put on your resume and yeah. to show because they're becoming really magnified right now mm. so yeah. they're they're outside of like teamwork yeah and yeah. you know all those ones that recruiters see all the time mm -hmm. so yeah have a look at the most in-demand skills and yep. take off Microsoft Word, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> so the third thing is to uh, be flexible. Mm -hmm. Yes. So have a think about how much are you willing to compromise? Are you mm -hmm. willing to travel an hour and a half each way to work if you get a 10K higher salary? Oh. Mm, uh, yeah. Are you willing to relocate? And if yeah. so, where are you willing to relocate to? Mm. Are you prepared to take a pay cut if there are excellent career progression opportunities okay. or a work-life balance? Yeah. So having thought of all these things because... No, job, no two jobs are the same and you might have to weigh up a few different things, but getting clear on what those things are that your you're non-negotiables and your negotiables makes you a lot easier to work with with a recruitment agency. And if you present yourself as open-minded, of course, within reason, yeah. um, you're more likely to be someone that recruitment agencies want to progress mm. and internal recruiters want to progress through yeah. the job seeker process. And yeah. you can even say that in phone interviews. You know, if they say, what's your current salary? And you say this, and they say, well, we offer this, it's a little bit lower. Mm. Are you willing to go down? And you say, I'm willing to go down because the most important thing for me is work-life balance. Mm. So that's yeah. something that I can see from our conversations you've already told me about. To me, because of this, this, and this, I want work-life balance and, you know, you can say, after tax, yeah. 10K is not really that much difference. Yeah. You yeah. know, spin it in a way. So get clear on your no, uh, your mm. non-negotiables. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, the fourth thing that helps you become the NPC is to be a cultural fit in most organizations. So mm -hmm. Explain what that so is. So the key to employee productivity is engagement mm -hmm. and it's also having it and that that comes from having a really good work culture so yeah. happy employees make for work satisfaction uh, satisfaction mm, satisfaction yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being satisfied most people are satisfied in their work yeah. there's greater collaboration then um and it's a more committed workplace yeah so you know there's think about the structure of the modern day workplace there's not really a clear hierarchy mm. it's more based on mutual respect mm. in the yeah. sense that managers sit within the team and i've yeah. harped on about this so many times before <laughs> um so therefore as a job seeker you need to show that it's you gel well with most reasonable workplaces yeah. because it's so important now mm -hmm. it can't be said enough yeah <laughs> so yeah. um there should be no management uh, no mention of conflicts with previous management managers or workers and whilst you might have a really good excuse if that has happened to mm. you in the past just you just really need to at this time present yourself as someone who's likable and easy to get along with yeah yeah it is so important this this day and age in this day and age because like more and more workplaces i've been a part of i see firsthand that it's like a more flat structure and 
it is like a culture of mutual respect and everybody is as important as a CEO pretty much well, mm-hmm. generally speaking yeah yeah and also just think about how the emphasis on diversity hiring mm. now yeah so if that's not an indicator of how important it is to be a cultural fit i don't know what is yeah. they're yeah. hiring to make the diversity of ideas come out yeah. and and to do that you need a happy workplace where yes. people are not afraid to speak up mm. and so yeah it's so important to show that you're a good culture fit in yeah. most places and what i mean by most places is if there's a what's that word to tyrannical is that the word yeah tyrannical tyrannical like like dictatorship yeah yeah yelling and screaming and high pressure and everyone's sick i mean Mm. that's not a reasonable place Mm. that you should fit into if you're a normal person yeah so within reason Mm. try and be a workplace or cultural fit for most organizations another important thing is to demonstrate loyalty yeah so when you're trying to be the mpc yeah <laughs> why am i asking you uh you want to show that like if you're jumping from job to job it's not a good look if you've had that on your resume yeah. and obviously again there are times where you might have had a really good excuse for it but mm. it's not appropriate to bring out necessarily mm. in the job seeker process and good excuses include so many things it mm. could be just personal circumstances yeah. no one will ever question you on that if you yeah. say i've got personal reasons for mm. my absence um paternity leave uh, maternity leave uh travel break career break mm. there's so many things taking care of an an older as yeah. well there's so yeah. many excuses but and it's good to have those ready but if you're someone who's had short tenures yeah. at jobs like months mm. a good way that you can sort of still present a truthful resume but work it to your advantage is by noting down on your resume that you worked there in terms of years only okay. so a lot of people write their resume in chronological order mm-hmm. and they'll write from may 2017 to july 2017 mm. which is a short period but what you could do instead is just put 2017 okay and then 2017 to 2020 okay. do you get what i mean yeah. just put the years in there mm. because jumping around after a couple of months is just not a good look i think it also would be a simpler read it will yeah the less yeah. words the better mm. yeah they're just scanning it to look for your skills yeah yeah, yeah that's it um so uh the last thing on our list of being an MPC is to show clear uh, career progression. Yeah, so this doesn't necessarily mean that you've progressed in terms of job titles, okay. which is it's always good to show that you went from worker to team leader to manager mm. to director. You know, mm. that's very yeah. <laughs> simplified. But you can also write in your applications in a way that it shows that you got more responsibilities or Mm. you were able to take on problems that required more critical thinking and do it in a linear fashion the same way you would with actual promotions and job title title changes so it could be you could say like within three months i was given this task yeah within five months i was the sole person responsible for this okay within 10 months i did this you can still structure it in a linear fashion yeah so that the person reading it can see that you've gone, you've grown, you've learned, you've expanded, you've pushed yourself, gotten out of your comfort zone, because essentially that's what a career progression is, isn't it? Yeah. 
It's that you've taken on more responsibility Mm. because you've learned, you didn't let yourself get comfortable, you've pushed yourself into the next role and the next role. So do that in the same way. Clear career progression. And that's how you become an NPC, a most placeable candidate. That's right, yes. (laughs) So that's it for episode two. Uh, Keep in touch with us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and... Oh, yeah, check out the website, getthejobaustralia.com.au. <laughs> Usually I say that first. Now I've flipped it and confused myself. Anyways. Now, I'm wondering how you keep in touch on Spotify, Michael. Ah, uh, you can just follow us. Okay. And subscribe to, you know, you get a notification every week when we episode, whenever we upload the next episode. Cool. That's how you... Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Like, I'm speaking a foreign language. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.